Alright, welcome to the very first episode of the Universal Driving System. Uh, this is Kevin Broberg from the Rochester Playgroup, um, associate of Rochester CCG. I get, I figure out the formal title there, I guess. Uh, yeah, so inspired a little bit by Mark Rosewater's Drive to Work podcast series and Brett Hillman's recent Orange Card Blue Card podcast where he just spent five minutes talking to himself. I figured, hey, you know, I can talk to myself while I drive around the city. You know, not necessarily specifically to work in this case. Right now I'm driving home from the home of Rochester CCG, as it were. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to talk to you about UFS, my thoughts on the game, uh, how to play it, and, you know, big, big strategy stuff, individual cards, whatever the hell I feel like, whenever the hell you want to listen to it in podcast form. Uh, so, yeah, today I, the, the topic I want to get to is something that's been on my mind for a, a pretty good amount of time. Uh, it's really a, I think, a pretty fundamental piece of strategy for the game, and the the way I've, I've come to present it is about asking the most important question in the game of UFS, and how you can help help yourself find that answer uh, more quickly, more efficiently, more effectively. So the, the most important question, the, the most important question, and the philosoph- philosophers among you can debate this if you want, but I'm telling you, most important question is can I win this game? Can I win the game this turn? Can I win the game right now? And really, the answer to this question can have really three states. The answer between yes, no, or maybe, or it's uncertain, or however you want to... It's really more than more than two states. To be sure, it's probably more than three. There's, there's a lot of gradients of meaning in the middle there. Boy, it's neither yes nor no. Maybe it's a probability situation. I'm, I can win if I check rolling fives, for instance. I can win if my opponent has bad cards in their hand. Uh, but there's a lot of uh, a lot of gradations there. But I want to look at ways you can determine with certainty either a yes or a no answer to this question. And it's a big question, right? There's a lot of things that can go on in the game of UFS. There's a lot of uh, possible branches on the game tree uh, Obviously, you and your opponent play a lot of interaction. They have a lot of enhances they might play. You have a lot of enhances you might play, a lot of responses, a lot of hidden information in their hand, uh, a lot of hidden information in your own game. So you might draw cards off the top of your deck without knowing what they are. You might, you obviously, you shouldn't know what your control checks are unless you're blatantly cheating. Uh, and and it's, a, it's a pretty overwhelming question to ask, can I win the game this turn? And obviously, there are much more overwhelming questions like, can I win this game? Obviously, this is a simplification of the situation. You can win the game next turn. You can win the, turn, the game the turn after that. You have to worry about if your opponent can win the game. You have to worry about, how did I build my deck in the first place? So, we're simplifying here a little bit. We're asking one question, but every game of UFS, you have to answer, yes, I can win this game before you can win this game. Uh, you have to be able to see the, vi- the path to victory before you get there. So that's why you should care about this question, but that's why it's the most important question. And how do you answer that question? There's a lot of shit that goes on. Let me tell you the, the idea, the insight I think I have into this. There are two ways that you can fail to have a pass victory. You can confirm, no, I cannot win the game right now. And those two ways, I think, this isn't absolute guaranteed certainty there's there might be a better way to express this somewhere down the line as we massage this idea or whatever but what i've come up with is that there are the two ways the two pillars let's call them i've, I've taken two pillars 
the two ways are control checks or damage. You can run out of either of these things. Uh, I've had, we've all been there. Your opponent taps out and goes all in on their kill. You, but you have no cards left in your hand, so you draw off the top of your deck. There are, there's one attack staring back at you. You cannot possibly imaginable, imagine dealing enough damage to kill your opponent right now. They're at full, so you just have to build and pass the turn back, maybe give them a light slap on the face. You, because you just failed to draw enough damage. On the other hand, we've all been there. It's turn one of the game. And you have a handful of attacks. Did you win the game? No, you didn't. You can't pass all of those attacks. You could check rolling fives, you could check rolling sixes, progressive difficulty and the complete lack of a staging area will keep you from getting that, scoring that kill. So, that, those are the two ways you can affirm, you can confirm I am not killing my opponent right now. Literally, my hand is not committing enough attacks to defeat my opponent, or even with all the attacks in the world, even with all the attacks available to me, they do not add enough damage, add it up, add up to, or the control checks to play these will be impossible. Um, so you can see a lot of ways to interact with both of these things. Um, there's a lot of question, questions you might be asking yourself, such as, and I'm not exactly sure what the best way to explore this is, uh, there, because this is really a picture of the entire game of UFS, a, kind of a, a narrowing, a simplification on a couple spots. There's a million ways to interact with all of them, or both of these things. Uh, up front, uh, your opponent can block, right? And this, this, what this does is it gives you a framework to analyze blocking decisions. Uh, you, you step one to plotting out your attacks, you have to figure out where your control checks need to land, how good your control checks need to be. You don't, and you don't have to, you don't actually have to figure it out. You don't have to chart out combinations of plays. You have to say, here's my line. Am I going to check well enough to do this? Yeah, probably. Or if I check a bunch of twos, I have to have a game plan. But this is about one turn of the game, and if you, so. The value in my head of simplifying the game is that you can analyze it much faster. So when you're not considering every possible play, when you're just saying, well, let's look at how much damage I can deal. If you have four attacks in your hand, there's there's a combinatoric explosion in how many options you have there. So if you look at not just what's my next play, not what's the thing in front of me, but what can I do this turn? What are my sequence of actions? It's not one in four choices for four attacks. It's one in five choices for your first action. You can either play any one of four or nothing. And once you've, for four of those choices, you have another four choices. You can play one of the three remaining attacks or you can do nothing or you can play, or you can stop attacking. And for three of those choices, it goes on until you reach the end and you have uh, and you have finished attacking. Um, and that's before we consider foundations, that's before we consider card draw effects, which add a huge, huge element of randomness to this whole scenario. But the, the merit here is that by, simple, by, by tunnel visioning on these, you can tunnel vision on these two things and it gives you meaningful information about the game state. So you can say, how much, how much damage am I dealing? What if they knock out some attack, what if they block an attack here and there, what if they play a revoke here, and you're, you're developing meaningful information on this situation, and as you tunnel vision on control checks, uh, you know, you can sequence your choices to maximize your ability to make control checks, or you can look at things, if there are attacks or action cards which help your attack, which open up the path for you, 
this helps you determine, can I afford that? Is it okay if I have to make a check against a three, then a six, then a seven for my attack string versus doing it in a more natural string of like a five diff and a, a five to five and a three diff. If you leave it with a three diff for some reason, can you actually afford that? What combinations of control checks can I have here? Because you know that you're going to be constrained either on damage or control checks. And that, that element of constraint on one or the other is really, uh, if you invert this, rather than your own attack strings, if we're looking at de playing defense, the same, these, the same lesson holds true for your opponent. If they ask the most important question in the game, can I win this turn? And they say, probably yes I can, but there's gonna be one of two things. Either their control checks might not hold up, they might be constrained on the number of foundations in play, and their luck on what they can flip, or they might be concerned on the amount of damage they can deal. If you have a key block for their biggest attack, or a key, you know, a key negation for their powerful or their combo, or whatever, their big damage piece, maybe they can't get to lethal damage anymore. If you have a trick like Deliverance, maybe they can't kill you no matter what they do. Uh, you can, if you can, if you can focus on mitigating one of these two areas, and if you correctly guess what your opponent is weaker on, what they have less of and then press them on that, it is more and more likely that they will miss their kill and give you another turn to play. So, again, this whole whole scenario presumes your opponent is trying, one of you is, try, is asking the question, can I win right now? Can I win this turn without giving priority back to my opponent to play a new, a new draw step, a new untap phase? It's a big advantage whenever you get another turn, right? It may not be a bigger advantage than what you have to win with, so it might be in your favor to, to pass it to your opponent. You might be able to make progress other ways, but the most important question of the game, this turn, is this the critical turn where the game will be decided? If you can answer that cert with certainty to yes, you, you need to go for that line. If there's uncertainty still, if you might be able to check ones and twos, you have to weigh those risks. But asking these two questions, damage and control values, that, help, that can help you make that decision that can help you explore the possibility the paths through the, the game tree and that i think that's an incredibly valuable skill i'm going to talk about this a whole bunch more um probably probably forever more or less like the next million episodes uh, that's not actually true there's lots more to talk about in the game because it isn't viewed through this lens but there's a lot of card interactions a lot of exploration to be made there uh some interesting case studies i think on cards like vega hanya just simple damage pumps in your staging area, um, anything, really anything. Um, and obviously the interaction between this and all the other kinds of resources in UFS. But I figure this can be a good first taste, I think, hopefully you understand the, the premise and the kind of the system, how you can, how you might, and think about how you can apply this to your next game of UFS, either constraining your opponent on one, trying to hamstring them on the resource they have less of to make them miss their kill, or using it in your own game is to find the critical turn and, and put your opponent on the ground. Um, yeah, this has been the Universal Driving System, and this is Kevin Broberg. I'll talk to you next time. Goodbye.